Hello, friend. How are you? Well, here's hoping that you are safe and doing things to stay safe. I value your support as we grind through these unprecedented times and think about you a lot and what topical interview you need and would be nice distraction for you. Now, we're on webinar overload, no doubt, and yet there's a lot of creative and unique audio and video that we produce for you each week that is topical, refreshing, and meaningful. And that includes my new weekly magazine-style show with Tom Hamm. It's live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time. Check out aftermarketweekly.com. Hey, this interview takes place at the ASA Colorado Summit in January 2020. It was recorded in the lobby of the Lincoln College of Technology in Denver. I'm with Phil Carpenter. Now, you've heard Phil before, but not like this. It's an inspiring story and full of personal wisdom from him. Everyone on your team, everyone on your team needs to listen to Phil's story. He's gone from technician to service advisor to the operations manager of a multi-shop group. By sharing his story, Phil creates the template for others to seek opportunity to grow in stature and responsibility. And also a formula how to find those superstars inside your business. Phil Carpenter is the Director of Operations at Urban Auto Care and Avalon Motorsports in Denver, Colorado. You're going to love this. Here's a taste. I mean, I look back from where I am now to um, how I was as a manager at that, that last year at Avalon. Uh, it's unrecognizable. Hello, thanks for hitting the play button. It's Carm Capriato here, the aftermarket podcast guy. I always look forward to Apex, but this year more so than ever before. Now, here's why. Apex will be a homecoming celebration of industry colleagues, friends, and family reuniting after this time apart and together driving the industry forward. Think of the power of being there. November 3rd through the 5th at the Sands Expo and Caesars Forum Conference Center in Las Vegas. Registration is open right now. AAPEXshow.com. I welcome a new support partner to Remarkable Results Radio. That's Shopware. You know, it's easy as one, two, three. Shopware's shop management system allows customers to review, approve, and pay for repairs all in one place. Keep your staff and your customers safe while maintaining profits and keeping your customers happy. Learn more at getshopware.com. That's getshopware.com. Get a demo. Hey, it's survey time. Yes, I just need four minutes of your time. Just four minutes to help me help you. I want to know more about you and what you need from the Aftermarket's premier podcast. RemarkableResults.biz slash survey is the place to go, and I thank you. And if you're not listening mobile, get yourself a free podcast listening app at RemarkableResults.biz slash subscribe. Lots of great stuff on the website, huh? Hey, find the talking points for this episode with Phil Carpenter at RemarkableResults.biz slash E540. Hey, look, this is a great and intimate story that every owner, technician, and service advisor needs to hear as Phil Carpenter shares his career path and what each job meant to him and how he continued to look to improve himself and his company. Phil believes that employees can grow within the business instead of leaving the shop, and that is key. Many don't realize that. And he looks for the potential in every team member. Hey, warm welcome to Phil Carpenter, Director of Operations at Urban and Avalon Automotive Auto Care in the Denver area. Hello, Phil. 
How you doing, Carl? Hey, I'm great. Uh, thanks for being on uh, Town Hall Academy. We did this morning, so people know what day we're recording this. Yeah. We're here at Lincoln Tech in the lobby, so you're going to hear some background noise, a little echo in here, but that's the beauty of being live. I know your boss or your leader, Brian Sump, we've done stuff together and yeah. you were going to be on the show and it was a great show we did today on the Town Hall Academy on localizing national training. But I, I found your rise to the position that you're in at Urban Avalon to be amazing, knowing that you started as a technician. Thank you. I don't think, Phil... There are enough stories like this told. Since I'm the industry's storyteller, yeah. I can look back in my catalog of over 700 episodes and say, we've not done enough of this. And I want to do more of it. Uh, my friend Brian Coyman started out as a technician, and he's the director of training at Standard Motor Products. Awesome. You know, well, that only happens to a very few people. Well, you know it doesn't. Right. Well, so I want to talk about how you got where you got. You know, what were you thinking? And, you know... Maybe, maybe a little bit of luck, a lot of skill, you know, I don't know, but I need to hear your story. So, yeah. uh, you know, I think you approached your growth in our industry by saying, I don't want to cap myself of always being a technician. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Started out in uh, the dealership world, um, Saudi certified technician really was enjoying it for the most part. Just didn't like the, the way that it was headed with. Uh, just a lot of warranty times lowering and all that kind of stuff and just kind of being a cog in the wheel. Um, but it wasn't for you. Yeah, it wasn't for me. It would just, I didn't feel like a part of something greater than ourselves. Okay. You know, right. it's it's just kind of a machine that was working, but... Um, you I'm, were a cog in yeah, that machine. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel fulfilled in that. You weren't built to do that? No. All right. Met with Brian um, through a former coworker. Um, he introduced us. Brian was, uh, had acquired the name Avalon Motorsports, which at the time was just online parts sales. And Brian wanted to hire a technician and start a shop. So I was a referral to him. I wasn't super interested, but my friend's like, just, just go meet him, have lunch with him, uh, see where it goes. You can always tell him no. We met in a Jimmy John's <laughs> and <All right. laughs> he bowed his head to pray, which I, I'm a believer as well. And, and that meant a lot to me. Um, just, to work with somebody that you can align beliefs with and also just that you have connection with your yes. owner. Yeah. I had never even met the owner at the dealership. He just started talking about like his plans for just wanting to be really good and just the drive and the passion that Brian spoke with. Like he didn't have all that good of a plan, really just the energy that he had and the excitement that he had and the passion that he had. I was like intrigued by it. And so much so that I took a pretty decent sized pay cut to go work for him and started in the shop. Uh, we didn't even have a lift yet. I said, Brian, we've got four cars. we got all these parts to put on. Uh, where's the lift? Uh, it's showing up tomorrow. Awesome. Who's putting it in? Uh, you're looking at it. Perfect. All right. So very humble beginning. So when people look and see like, Oh, you guys have all these shops. Da, da, da. And, and how long ago was that? That was 2007, 2007. Yeah. All right. It is now 2020. Yeah. So that's 13 years yeah. of incredible success. How many stores do you have? We have four stores uh, combined and yeah, it's, we're, we're not stopping either. So. And Brian came on the podcast uh, this past Monday, did a show on don't uh, for the record, don't take your foot off the pedal. So if any, anybody could want, want to hear from Brian, something, and he's spoken at a lot of events. I'm sure there's a lot of people that know Brian. Now, this is 
this is Brian's Phil Carpenter, and you you took a flyer because you saw something inside of Brian that made you say, "Wow, this may be just what I'm looking for." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, we we took the plunge. Um, we were in a small little shop um, off the beaten path. Definitely a destination shop. It was pretty much all word of mouth for three, three and a half years. We were kind of stagnant, to be honest. Hey, today's pandemic is causing so much stress and uncertainty for everyone right now, especially shop owners. Now, how do I make sure that my staff and my customers stay protected while still moving cars through the bays? Contactless service is our new normal. And having a shop management system that not only supports this, but actually helps your business thrive through it all is key. Shopware's digital workflow with remote pay will provide that solution for you. Amy Matnett from Auto Craftsman recently commented on social media, and I quote, I can't even express how grateful I am that I jumped on board with Shopware on January 1st. Would have never guessed that I would be the only one writing service at my shop, as I haven't worked in the shop for the last 15 years. But she goes on and says, I'm running my shop nonstop every day with Shopware to help me not only get the job done easier and faster, but am totally wowing my customers. End quote. Hey, if you want to wow your customers too, request a demo at GetShopware.com. Hey, this year Apex will be more of an aftermarket homecoming celebration than ever before. Not only will it have all kinds of exciting new things waiting for you, but most importantly, Apex 2020 will be where industry colleagues, friends, and family reunite after this time apart. And together, it will drive the industry forward. I know I'm looking forward to it more than I ever have because I get to see all of you. Until we get there, keep yourselves and your families and your businesses healthy and safe. Now, there's no place like home, and we can't wait to welcome you home in November at Apex 2020. The power of being there, November 3rd through the 5th at the Sands Expo and Caesars Forum Conference Center in Las Vegas. Register now at aapexshow.com. Take me back to the high school days. Were you? Did you go through uh, automotive tech? Yeah, I, w- I was. Uh, I took three years of automotive in high school. Okay, um, and then went through uh, UTI Universal Technical Institute okay. in in Phoenix, uh, Glendale at the time, um, and then Audi Academy from there. Audi Academy, and and now you're in an independent, a completely mm-hmm. different night and day to dealerships, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you are the parts department. You are the car wash guy. You are whatever needs to be done guy. You wear many hats for sure. It, was it Brian's personality and his methodology and how he talked to you and his dreams and his vision that you found that you could find a home and and a compatibility to your your own personal nature i think so i mean i'm not a super bold person brian has that we really seem to counterbalance each other like where his strengths are my strengths are different yeah and and together we we have a very good team and along with everybody that it works with us. So. It continues to be one of the biggest topics we hear about in multi-store growth where uh, owners take on a manager who in effigy is their exact opposite almost. Right. You know, the, right. if the owner is a visionary, then they hire the hands-on, detailed-oriented, get-it-done person. And if they're the get-it-done person, they need to have a visionary that's going to actually sit in the office where they don't want to sit. Right. Right? And I think that's a great lesson for owners and it's a great lesson for the technicians that are listening that says 
I want something more, but I'm not sure how, what it is or how to get it. Right. And, and I think that's the story here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was probably about, uh, three, three and a half years in, we hadn't seen much growth. We were kind of thinking about, well, do we need to move? Like you always hear the location, location, location. We didn't have any of those. Um, <laughs> it was a uh, very, very off the beaten path, as I mentioned, but I was getting a little antsy, um, seeing where, where are we going with this? So Brian, I said, were you worried you made a wrong decision? A little bit. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I was like, man, we're just really not, not going anywhere. And, um, he went to a, a shout out to training as he went to a world pack expo mm-hmm. and it lit a fire under him. It lit a fire. He came back and he's like, we're moving. Like, what do you, what do you mean? We're moving. <laughs> we're moving somewhere where people can find us. I'm like, hey, great. Where are we moving? I don't know yet, but we're uh, going to find something. Perfect. And we found something. Um, That's the right answer, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but we're going. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. And I mean, we went from uh, a small little 2,200 square foot shop off the beaten path to uh, 7,000 square feet on one of the busiest streets in Denver. What um, a risk. Yeah. But he, was, believe, but he believed that you guys together and the team could could make it work. Yeah, it was sink or swim. Um, fortunately, right. we were blessed with a, a very good landlord that helped us with some of that transition. Uh, we immediately went from three employees to six and took off from there. I mean, there's always rocky parts since then. In the early days, what was your exact role? Were you were you teching? Yeah, I was technician. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah technician, um, primarily just technician for... I would say the first five to seven years, okay. uh, five to six years. What I want to know is how you got from technician to service advisor to general manager and all of the, if you will, oh, I can do that job, duh, I can't, <laughs> moments. So, yeah. so walk yeah. me through the move from tech to service advisor. Absolutely. Well, being a, a more introverted person, uh, advising is not my passion. Um, did you, but did you feel you had to do it because that was a stepping stone? Yeah, kind of. I told Brian, I I had some issues with my back early on at like 24 years old. Um, I was like, man, I don't, I don't know if I can do this my whole life. I love it. It's an awesome job and you can, anybody can make a great career out of it until they're 60, 65. But for me, it was, I kind of knew pretty early, like, Hey, I like this and I'm good at it, but there's more for me there. Um, so I told him, I was like, Hey, I, I don't know if I want to be doing this much longer. And he says, uh, well, you're the only technician I have, so I need you to do a little bit longer. So we, we kept plugging away. Um, as we were growing, we were just trying to focus on what can those next steps be while I'm still trying to grow the company and try to fill kind of two roles where I can kind of technician and kind of service advise. That's hard to really, do. Really, huh? really hard to do. Yeah, sure. Uh, I did neither one of them good okay. looking back at it. Yeah. Because um, the days I needed to really focus on the front, I had too many cars. And the days I had, it just flip-flopped. It was never never lined up quite right. What was Brian's role at the time? Uh, acting owner and basically manager at that time. Okay. Um, right. In the same store. We only had Avalon at that point. Was what were, were your service advisor roles, you know, doing, were you both doing the same? No. Brian was, he was up front, mostly managing. He would back up the phones. We had a main service advisor and then I would back, right. I would okay. be like second string advisor okay. basically. Right. But yeah, we just found that it was, it was just, I was being ineffective at both. Um, so we we're like, okay, let's, Whatever day it is, we just define at the beginning of that day, today I'm an advisor or today I'm a technician, but the back and forth was just was not working. And did he say that to you or did you say that to you? 
I don't recall exactly, honestly. It, but you drew a line in the yeah, sand. It was a mutual agreement. And I know you, that. And you chose service advisor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why? I like the challenge. For one, it was outside my comfort zone. Okay. It was a different um, skill set that I've wanted to develop in myself. I'm just, I, I'm a perpetual learner, I guess. And so it was, a, it was just a new challenge that I wanted to take on. How uh, many years doing that? Uh, it was about a year, year and a half. That's it? Um, mm-hmm. Any training to make that work? Uh, yeah, we did training um, pretty consistently through a lot of WorldPack. Uh, but Diesel service Baller. advisor training, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, good. service advisor training. Um, we hired Cecil Bullard as a as a private coach, and then he was also leading the, the smart group. Yep. That was a yep. huge help for Brian and for me. That definitely helped start to think into the, the management side of things, like, okay, all right, now you're on the counter. It's kind of a natural progression from there to to manager, but it's again a different skill set. Um, How many shops at the time? Just the one. Still. Okay, all right. So, really shifted into management probably in the last uh, about nine months to a year. At that time, we won the the we were in the top ten shops, Motor Age top ten shops in 2014. Yeah, and then we were in that WorldPack Smart Group. We met uh, another owner that uh, Brian had become good friends with. Um, he was looking to sell one of his two locations and we acquired that one and Brian's like, Hey, would you, would you be willing to go to this new shop? It's, it's all makes and models instead of German, what you know, uh, you'd have a lot more autonomy over there and whatnot. I said, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like sweet. A new challenge just kind of fell in my lap. So in that yeah, only a year in, mm-hmm. Wow. okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I took that on, um, smaller shop, um, not as flashy, but. Um, I had some more autonomy to be able to just run the shop. Basically. I bet you your learning curve went through the roof. Oh yeah, yeah. Did Brian hover a lot, or did he no, leave you alone? No, he did a great job delegating okay. and just really empowering me to do what I need to do. Um, being that I had worked for him so long, like the trust level was right, right where it needed to be. Do you think your growth as a leader really blossomed during that time? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I look back from where I am now to. Um, how I was as a manager at that that last year at Avalon, uh, it's unrecognizable. I mean, I, I would never be where I was right now if Brian didn't take that lid off and let me do what I needed to do. Um, so that's a big credit to him to, to see that in me when I may not always have seen it in myself, but that, that trust level was there. He saw the hunger and the desire and the drive that I had. So you really had to have a mental shift in all of these new roles. I mean, mm-hmm. you wanted to win as a tech, you wanted to win as an advisor, and now, of course, you've got a different set of win rules for being a manager. Sure. What went through your mind in each of these steps? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as a technician, it's uh, it's the car that's been to a couple shops. No one can diagnose it. Um, I just salivated those. I, I say, perfect. <laughs> I'm, I got a chance to be a hero here. Like <laughs> I'm going to figure this car out that no one else figured out. Um, do it in a quick manner, and I'm going to make somebody's day. That is a sense of accomplishment. And even just any car that's fixed or excuse me broken, just the fact that you took something broken and you made it new again. Sure, that's always a sense yeah. of pride and, and accomplishment. As a as an advisor, I switched it to. I have this customer that is broken. Uh, they, their trust was broken by someone, whether it's an automotive shop or somebody else or who knows what's going on in their life right now. But they come in broken. They're, they're distraught because whatever's going on with their car, 
they don't want to be there. We write right there with dentists of how much people want to come see us. <laughs> and I'll take that person, and by the time they're done with me, I hold their hand through the process, walk them through it, take mm-hmm. all the time you need. Um, they get upset. You don't you don't retaliate. You just listen through it. And by the time you're done, they're smiling, uh, paying for their bill, and then they're bringing you cookies the next day because that's a win. You you converted a customer from someone who is just scared to come into a shop to somebody that can say, like, I've had people say, I can believe in humanity again. Wow. That's <laughs> you want to talk about, like, that's that keeps you going for months after that, it just sure hearing does. that once, you know? Wow. So that was, that was kind of how I, it always kept me going as an advisor. As you lead your service advisors, do you tell that story often so that they can look for those wins? Yeah, I do tell that story. Um, it's been a little bi- while since I've told that story, so I need to tell it again because we right. just have some new people in the company. But Brian and I will go back and tell stories about the early days. Of <laughs> You know, that is so important in yeah. a business. It really is. Yeah. As much as you want to share your vision as the uh, owner of a business to your team and, and have a great, solid vision, mission, values, purpose, going back and telling the legacy stories, the right. people, when they walk into a great well-run organization, the humbleness of right. we, we, it was just me, Brian, and yeah. someone else and right. chief cook and bottle washer. So guys, right, right. guys, we've come so far and we still have places to go. Exactly. Exactly. No. And that, that helps us uh, as an organization to attract really good talent is that they see where I was, they see where we were as a company and they see that we respect and honor the people that have put in their work in our own company and try to reward them. They want to be a part of that. Um, it definitely helps with recruiting. Um, and just that they're, we don't want to have a lid. Like we always tell uh, people as we're interviewing as, and when they're in the company and say, don't let us cap you. Like if you have a dream, you have a vision, you tell us what it is and we'll do everything we can to make that happen. So, I mean, it's, that definitely keeps people engaged. <laughs> So, what other great uh, sense of I want to grow inside this industry can you share with your peers? It can be anything from uh, trying to connect with local high schools and technical schools, uh, seeing where you can help. Do they do they need somebody there volunteering? Do they need somebody to practice interviewing with with their technicians? Do they just need somebody to come in and talk about the industry, where what your story was? Like I'm telling you. Um, Connecting with uh, meeting in a couple of weeks with uh, some, I forget the exact title, but Colorado Careers Development, somebody with the Colorado Board of Education, just trying to let them know, like, here's here's the opportunities that we have in this industry, um, just to make sure that 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 word is spread because it's it's everything, every person that you can come in contact with is letting them know the the opportunity and the possibilities that are available in this industry yeah. because yeah. for generations it was. Somebody worked way too dang hard, so they told their kids, no, don't, don't go be a technician. It's too hard. And now we got a tech shortage. Like, those aren't unrelated. Um, so just making sure that we're speaking highly about our own industry uh, when we're out in the public. Good stuff. Thank you. A message to technicians and a message to owners uh, you, you, you shared. But I, I just, here near the end, I just want to reiterate something. If you're a technician and you want something more from the business that you're at, open your mouth. Yeah. If you're a owner and you see some great potential inside your organization, but you don't want to 
pick someone who's really good at a particular job because that means you have to hire that right. replacement. Those are two, you know, open your mouth, tell the owner, I'd love to get ahead, I want opportunities. Absolutely. And the owner not being afraid to have to backfill the job. Yeah, and the third piece to that I would add would be you are not entitled to that just because you've been there for a while. It is not an easy path. It is a totally different skill set. So unless you're willing to take a lot of looking into yourself and coaching and training and reading books and all of that, if you're not willing to dedicate yourself to that and truly apply yourself and hear words of criticism, words of encouragement, real tough words sometimes when you're not doing it quite right, if you're not willing to accept that, don't go into it. But if you're willing to take the challenge and you can really apply yourself, then you can do it. Well, great words. One last thing, if I can. Yeah. Um, the, the last bit of uh, motivation that I've gotten for uh, moving into management and, and director of operations is, is really trying to see what the potential is in each in employee that you have and seeing them re- reach their greatest potential and being a part of them taking that next step, challenging them to the next step, giving them the tools, encouragement, training, whatever it is for them to take that next step. And being in a growing organization, they don't have to go outside to go find some other job to grow. You could, they can do it in your own, in, in your own in organization. Well said, and it is your role as a manager leader to accomplish that. Yeah. Absolutely. Phil, it was great having you here. Phil Carpenter, Director of Ops at Urban and Avalon Automotive in Denver. So good to have you here. Now, for everyone, Phil has been on a Town Hall Academy. He's here with me one-on-one, and we're going to do another interview with another manager like you, and it's going to be called a key leadership thing because I I know there's an awful lot of growth that's going on in the industry and uh, being able to have the right people leading these multi-shore operations is, is important. So we're going to have you back. Excellent. I appreciate it. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time...